Sylvester Stanley, also known as Sly. And this is Keeping It Kingdom. Man, today is going to be a good day. It already started off well. You know, here at Keeping the Kingdom, it's not just a saying, it's a lifestyle. And today, I have a very, very special guest um, with me today. And man, I'm excited. We came in prior to the pod and we jumped off with a 25 minute worship set and God just did his thing. And so I'm excited to uh, allow those that will be viewing this and hearing this to hear my bros, uh, just, just to hear his testimony. But also, there's some kingdom work that he's doing um, that I'm excited for him to share about. And then also, we're going to chop it up about some things we've seen happen um, just in the city. That's how God has been moving. So, man, welcome my guest, Mr. DJ. Give it up. What's good, people? Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. I feel right now uh, as I'm sitting across from a man who, I don't know, you guys have had a chance to... Uh, be with Sly, but as I'm looking at his arms right now, I'm just feeling quite insecure. And right now, I need to just get down and do about 15 push-ups just to make myself feel a little better before we get this thing going, bro. Bro, I just put honey on my arms is and let the bees is? bite me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something my oh, grandma man. would say, bro. Hey, it's old school. Grandpa. It's old school, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what's up, It's man. a bee, baby. Yeah, it's a bee. What's man, what's up, bro? Man, we good, bro. Man, I'm, I'm ready for this. So listen, so... Um, you know, keeping the kingdom is all about us. Something we've talked about for a while, you know, um, churches working together, ministries working together. It's not just about me. It's about him. Yeah. Period. Die to yourself. Get out of the way. Let God do his work. And so, man, mm. I, I would love, I know parts of your story, but, but those that will get an opportunity to hear about what God is doing in your life, mm -hmm. I believe they need to understand the backstory of who DJ is. Right. And so, Man, just unpack that for us. Like, I'd love to hear your testimony, family, all the things. And so before we jump into some of the, the things that God has your hand on, yeah. I, think it, I think it would be good for, for our viewers that will see this to be blessed by the gift of your testimony. Cool. Well, thank you. First off, again, Sly, for having me on here. I'm excited to be here today. Uh, so, yeah, man, my story begins in Mississippi. Uh, my parents uh, married and met. My, my father was in the military. He was a part of the Air Force. And so uh, my uncle Thank did some. for our service. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Absolutely. So they end up meeting, man, and we're talking about 1988-ish, so okay. a while back. Um, they meet, they marry, and uh, they bring little DJ, little nappy-headed DJ into the world in 1990. So I, I'm here. Um, they have uh, my sister, who is a couple years after me, and then they have my brother, Darius, who ends up being about five years behind. And so it's me, Daphne, and Darius. and um, All Ds. All okay. Ds, man. All right, you gotta, let's you go. know, that's kind of the, yeah. the rhythm. And so anyhow, uh, after having now this family, uh, my dad decides he wants to get out of the military. My mom is from Texas. Okay. My father is from Tennessee. They meet in Mississippi because my uncle ends up playing matchmaker, knows my dad is a good Christian man and says, I got a sister that I think you need to meet. And so they end up meeting, they get together and uh, here we are, all three of us, well, five of us as a family, dad decides he wants to get out of the military. So mom's huge family is back here in East Texas, shout out Tatum, Texas. Um, and so they transition here. Come to Texas, my dad at that time is feeling a call to ministry. He's feeling like God is stirring his heart and he wants to be a pastor. And so um, they plant a church in little old East Texas. And this little small storefront type church starts to grow. And um, because it's a really small church, there's no budget for a band. And so here's where I start to learn how to play instruments. And so I initially started out on the drums and then after some time, transition to keys and then, you know, later on guitar. So anyhow, I'm learning how to do this and learning the music. And Sly, honestly, man, from birth through about nine years old, my life was amazing and perfectly normal. Um, whoa, 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 okay. whoa, 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 whoa. You got to slow down. I don't know if I knew that. So you learn how to play piano, mm -hmm. drums, mm -hmm. and guitar. Yeah, 
By what age? So I started drums and was just naturally a drummer. So that was three or four. Like, I mean, I'm talking pots and pans. My mom bought me the little drum set. Okay. That kind of thing. I don't know if I told you this, your boy got a drumming background. Played okay. All through the Air Force, through high oh, school. Wow. So yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So that's why I'm intrigued. I'm like, wow. Yeah. So you you knew how to, you learned how to play drums and then you transitioned to piano when? At what age? So I was a little older when I started playing piano. Okay. I okay. was, I was, I don't know, 12 or 13. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Then, all right. All right. So. Okay. Yeah. So anyhow, man, uh, like I said, life was, was pretty normal up until... About nine ish. And nine, as a matter of fact, nine years old, my dad gives me an opportunity to preach because I have accepted Christ and I am, I'm like, man, I want to be a preacher. I see my dad up there preaching every week and I'm like, man, I want to get up there and preach the message. And so I preached about a 36 second sermon <laughs> on a Sunday morning. And uh, that was my first opportunity to, you know, kind of share the gospel. And again, uh, man, this was kind of the highlight of really my childhood because okay. after this everything kind of went crazy mm. so that next year 10 years old my parents end up going through a divorce mm. and it's not pretty bro like it is it's a bad divorce it's a really bad one and so uh, the church is affected matter of fact the church collapses and the, the door shut and i mean it's it's a done deal kind of situation and so um, that's, that's immediately a traumatic experience because up until then, man, it's been, like I just mentioned, a perfect, great, awesome Christian upbringing, um, type of life. So we go through that at 10 years old and, um, now I'm being raised by a single mother who her profession is, she's a, she's a cosmetologist. She works in a beauty salon. She's owns, owns her own beauty salon at this time. And so she's doing that. And so she's working and trying to take care of us three kids. And as one detail I, I left out, my sister was born with cerebral palsy. Mm. So she's wheelchair bound. She cannot walk or talk. She's fed through a tube in her stomach, you know, has seizures at least once a day. You know, I mean, we're talking a really tough medical situation. But my mom now is responsible for raising us and doing the best she can. And so... Um, a year, excuse me, two years after my parents divorced, my sister, so I'm 12 years old, my sister um, passes away, passes away. So I go from, hey, I accepted Jesus, I'm preaching, I'm playing the drums and doing all this awesome stuff, normal childhood, normal upbringing to two traumatic events back to back, divorce that rocked my family, rocked my faith even, and then my sister passes away. And so I see my mom now, the single mother, um, man, struggling and, and just dealing with heartbreak and grief. And here I am as the oldest child trying to process this and wondering, like, where is God in the midst of all of this? I just preached it, you know, three years ago. And now all of a sudden it's like everything's turned upside down. Mm. And then it's like, I think things are going to get better. My mom meets a guy. And so she meets this dude. His name is Greg. And this is, you know, because the last couple of years have been so bad. I mean, I hadn't seen my mom smile and there was really no joy in the house because of, you know, what we had gone through. And so she meets this guy and bro, they start talking and she begins to get comfortable with him. And so she eventually allows him to come over to meet me and now my little brother Darius. So he comes, knocks on the door. Here I am. I'm 13 at this point, man mm. of the house, no facial hair, nothing. <laughs> But I'm the man, bro. You're the man. And so he comes up to the door. I answer the door and uh, welcome him into our home. Did you welcome him? You was like, what up, Greg? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I was straight up, you know, again. And you can tell I'm yeah, still I'm like, about <laughs> 160 now. At that time, I was probably 60. Did you do a couple push-ups right did, before? I did up, a Greg? couple of them, you know. Had your shirt but, uh, off. <laughs> yeah. But again, it was he was not at all intimidated. But anyhow, he comes in our home and uh, I say, hey, man, can I can I get you anything to drink? And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll drink a Coca-Cola. And so I remember going to the refrigerator, getting Greg a Coke, bringing it back to Greg. And um, Greg kind of checks out our house and he's just he's hanging out with us. Right. Again, first opportunity to meet him. Um, and so Greg is in our home slide for all of, I would say, about 20, 30 minutes. We're getting to know him, things like that. And this guy, all of a sudden falls on the ground and starts having, you know, something's going on, a medical emergency. Come to find out he's having a massive heart attack and he dies in our house. And so 
this, again, moment that we're thinking, oh, okay, you know, maybe God's going to turn things around. Maybe uh, this is the end of this season of suffering mm. and struggle and, and trial. And no, like, I mean, again, just a freak situation. When I tell people about it, like, no, that's not true. I'm like, it's true. This happened. And so as I now I'm going into um, getting ready to wrap up my junior high career and go into high school, I, I, I'm pushing back against God. So, I, I mean, I'm still going to church. Let me be honest with you. I'm still going to church because at that time there was an opportunity, there was opportunities for me to play in church and make a few dollars. And so here I am a young teenager, like, well, I kind of like to play and I love music and it's also beneficial. However, my heart is far from God. So again, cause I'm dealing with and, and not having really anyone to help me process the, the, the trial, the trauma, the, the pain, these things that I've walked through over the last few years. And so um, I'm living that double life. I'm, I'm in high school on the team and one way at school, one way in the locker room, you know, acting a fool with my girlfriend, but yet I'm at church on Sunday morning and I'm still beating the drums and, you know, doing that kind of thing. And um, so I had that season go on for a while uh, and then I'll say this, and this is not at all a brag. This is true. But my high school, we were really successful um, athletically. We were a bunch of bunch of country country cousins grew up together. You know what I'm saying? We had nothing to do out there. So in East Texas, so we would be out there and we play a lot of throw up tackle football, all this kind of stuff. So we were we were pretty fast and we we were great, you know, athletes. And so we ended up winning state. My sophomore year in high school in football, my sophomore year, my junior year, and my senior year, we go to state and we lose. So in high school, wait, 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 wait. say yeah. it again. My sophomore year, we win state. Okay. In football, my junior year, we win state in football. Back to back. Back to back. Like that. Like that, bro. My senior year, we go to state and we lose. The reason I include that is because when I when I think about my time in high school. Someone on the outside looking in could think, man, this is a great, incredible situation. Like, look at this young man. I mean, he's on the team. You know, they're winning state. They are successful. That's that's kind of the 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 mountaintop when it comes to being a, a high school athlete, right? Like, man, you are a state champion. You have something no one can take away from you. So I'm so I'm experiencing that. And and in my small town, I mean, the way that actually played out is like you go to the local stores and people would know you and you know you might get a free blizzard from Dairy Queen because you're on the team. You know what I'm saying? So like right. it, it, it would have appeared that like, yo, things must be good. Things must be good in, in his life and in and in the lives of, of those on the team. But for me personally, Sly, like I try to use sports to kind of mask the pain of all these things that I had gone through before. However, even after winning state, I remember, um, you know, coming back my senior year and now that the highest kind of, you know, kind of worn off a little bit from the, from the state championship thinking like, man, that, that was cool. That was awesome. That was amazing. Um, but it didn't fix what's broken inside me. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so we come back, you know, and I do my senior year. And around this time, my high school would allow um, would allow mentors and men to come into our school to to speak to us during um, during halftime or even to speak to us pregame. And so uh, there was a gentleman. I'm gonna say his whole name because I hope he listens to this. Mm. His name is David Nelson. David Nelson. And David Nelson, honestly, Sly, he, he you know, you kind of put me in the mind of him. Except he's about a foot and a half taller than you, but he was a big, swole, black dude, bald headed. I mean, okay. okay, big old guy, right? And so he would show up. He would um, he would share the gospel with us. He didn't just share the gospel, so kind of like a chaplain. Yeah, he was kind of okay. like a chaplain. Okay. So yeah, they let him come to the school. He would share the gospel with us, but he did more than that. He invited us to come to his house. So we get to go to this guy's house and watch him with his family. We got to watch him, you know, with his kids. He cook us dinner. Okay. You know what I'm Hold saying? Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. So my man came to your territory. You're not even in his youth group. No. He's not a pastor, bro. He's just a local oh man on fire for God and uh, known in the small town community. So and so he was able to get what I'm talking about keeping the kingdom. Yeah. No titles involved. Like, let me come to where you at 
And then I'm going to invite you into my space to be able to see my life. Yeah. And to be able to see how I function with my wife, with my family. Right. Mm-hmm. And let me pour into you in both with, in, on your territory and on my territory. Right. And there's no agenda in, involved and there's no agenda attached to it. That's keeping it kingdom. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. That's Shout out exactly. to him. Let's Shout go. Shout out to him for sure. And so, yeah, I get a chance to see this over my, I think I, I would say I probably started to hang out with David my junior year, uh, but but my junior and senior year, man, I, I start to see this. And again, I've got the quote unquote success of what you could have in high school, which is, you know, the girl, you know, a couple of ladies or whatever, or, or a girlfriend, not like ladies, like I was a player, but a girlfriend and and success on the field and, uh, you know, pretty popular person, all that kind of stuff, yet empty, crazy empty inside. Um, and so David shows up, starts preaching the gospel, which is amazing, but I'm even more attracted to the gospel as I watch his life, Hmm. as I watch him, like I mentioned with his family, with his kids, things like that. And so, um, so I have this moment in high school where, man, I surrender to Jesus. I say, I say yes to Jesus. However, I am struggling in many ways with many different things, right? So I'm still dealing with a porn struggle. I'm still dealing with, you know, being, uh, having sex with girls. I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, weekends, you know, just involved in things that, you know, would, would not be conducive and helpful for my faith. Hmm. But the thing is this, bro, I would, I would bring that to David. So David was a type of guy where I could tell him honestly, like, hey, man, here's what I'm dealing with. I know I love Jesus. I know I love him, but there's these other things in my life that I'm struggling to let go of. And when I would tell David these different things, David will walk me through the scriptures. Mm. He didn't say, man, you got to get out of here. You know, I don't want you around here. Like he will walk me through the scriptures. He would show me what the word of God said about these different things, man. And he did it with a beautiful intertwined balance of grace and truth. Like he, Mm. he knew how to like put them together and sh- and walk me through the book. So David is speaking truth in a loving way. You ain't a part of his youth group. He has no title of a pastor. Like, bro, talk about discipleship one-on-one. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. And so in, out of his home, again, I don't remember ever being with David in a church ever. I only was in his home. And it wasn't just me. It was other guys. I mean, it was an open door. It was like like in the middle of the, the, the community. I mean, David's door was was open. So you didn't really have to knock or, or, or excuse me. You didn't have to text him and say, hey, I'm on my way. I mean, it was just kind of an open door policy. It just you just kind of go hang out over there. Bro, th- this this reminds me of the story of Zacchaeus, right? Mm hmm. Has it all. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, has it all. And. He goes to the house. Jesus is there. Yeah. And his life has changed. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's like, man, like, why can't we just do that more often? You know? We, yeah. We, we, we allow too many things to interfere with that discipleship process. And you got to see it at a very natural, raw, intimate, but intentional way through David by him being present. Yeah. Present, intentional. Um, I mean, I'm thinking back on it now and I do from time to time and I'm like, man, that was really weird to have someone in a, in the best kind of way, like to have someone whose home was open pretty much all the time. Mm. And for you to be able to, you know, show up and if they, he, whatever he was cooking, you know, you would just get in on it. So this had a huge impact on my faith. This had a huge impact on my walk. This had a huge impact because, again, I was discipled. David walked with me. So he does this. And again, I'm struggling. I'm still fighting and still trying to, you know, experience freedom in different areas of life. And he continues to just be there. So I uh, graduate high school. And uh, my mom, man, she really uh, was is passionate about the medical field. And so as I'm going off to college, she says, DJ, you should get you a, a degree in nursing. You need to go get you a nursing degree. Four years. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but your family will be set up financially for the rest of your life. 
You do the four years, you'll be set up for the rest of your life. So I run off to college to play D3 football and to study nursing. Mm. And so I get there um, to East Texas Baptist University, ETBU in Marshall, Texas. Shout out. So shout out ETBU. And so I get there, bro, and uh, pretty quickly realize that the nursing field is not for me. Uh And so uh, I'm there a year and I decide, you know what? Uh, nursing's not for me, number one. And number two, man, these all those loans I was signing, I'm about to pay that stuff back. So I might need to, uh, you know what I'm saying, reroute and and going over to the junior college. And time so, to call an audible. Time to call an audible, dog, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So we do that, and I go over to uh, Panola Junior College. And uh, while I'm there, I study music. So I do my two years there. And uh, while I'm at Panola, this is taking me, taking us kind of to the next phase and season of my life uh but while i'm at panola man i'm obviously doing you know some college ministry i mean we are bro we on fire for god's lie we on fire where we get up and we like walking around the campus at 10 o'clock at night prayer walking come on god we want to see down through (laughs) we want salvation to to just be you know overwhelming just people encountering god and so man we are serious about god we're serious about worship we're serious about his word so i'm growing I'm growing. I'm growing. And um, during this time, man, I'm a part of this worship team. And uh, one night, man, we are doing a rehearsal. And as we are having rehearsal, one of the young ladies says, hey, I want to show y'all a video. So she kind of interrupts the rehearsal time, pulls up a YouTube video, and she shows us this girl singing a song. And at the time, it didn't mean anything to me because it's just a YouTube video of a girl singing a song. I mean, you can pull up YouTube videos of people singing all the time. So I'm like, okay, awesome. She's got a great voice. She looks good. She's pretty too. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> However, it, it's just a, it's a video. Right. And so, hey, let's get back to doing what we need to do. And so we finish our rehearsal and we kind of move on. The following semester... We're talking junior college now. We're still at junior college. The following semester, I am with another girl who's a part of this worship. She's she's in the music space at our our school. And she says, she somehow gets to talking about this this girl. And she starts bringing up this name. And I'm like, wait, I've heard that name before. And then I realized, wait, the reason I've heard that name is because there's another girl here who actually showed me a video last semester of the girl you're talking about singing a song, right? So all of this is kind of like coincidental at the time. It's like, wow, that's crazy. You're talking about the girl, this, you know, girl last semester was talking about this girl, but nobody's, you know, talking about anything other than how, how awesome she sings. Sly, I leave junior college and now I am working as a door-to-door insurance man, I'm selling insurance, bro. I didn't know this. I had to do it. Let's go. So we working now. You know, junior college, we done with that. And so before we go off to university, let's go and get a little work experience. Let's go see what's out there. So I go and I'm selling insurance. Bro, I am riding in the car, or excuse me, in the truck with my manager. He pops a CD in. Someone starts singing and I'm like, hold on. I recognize their voice. I'm like, why do I know their voice? That's the, that, that's the voice I heard. And I heard, I heard, what's this girl's name? And so he tells me, oh, this is my daughter. Excuse me, not daughter. This is my, uh, my, my niece, Brianna Flanagan. Hold on. Time out. So, yeah. You ain't never told me this part of the story. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, y'all bro. met. This is how we met, bro. This is wild. This is how we met. You can't make this up. No, nah, bro. This is crazy. Crazy. So all three instances is the same girl, Brianna. Brianna during the rehearsal, Brianna the next semester with the other friend, and now Brianna as I'm riding in the truck and I'm listening to a CD he puts in, Brianna is singing. For those of y'all who are watching and don't know what a CD is, well, back in uh, the the late 90s, uh, well, probably the 80s, um, Columbia Records. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> like, man, well, you was got it, the was it, No, it was Columbia. Remember, you used to could, like, get the CDs. You can, you know, check the box. Okay, the, yes, I do. Yeah. And then, Vaguely. Like, and then they send it to you. Yeah. So, Vaguely. Yeah, that's that was back then. Now we got Spotify. But go that's, ahead. That's true. <laughs> so, anyhow, yeah, all three instances is Brianna Whiting and her uncle, 
uh, ends up introducing us to each other. And uh, this is back in 2011 ish, 2011, 2012. And by the way, just to give context to my story here, Sly, because again, David Nelson and men like him are in my life. And because of the struggles I had and the battles I had, I had pushed time out on dating. I couldn't date because I couldn't do it healthily. Mm. And so I had to take a season of just being discipled, being poured into, you know, studying the scriptures, learning the word, being around men of God, older men of God who could really sharpen me and in the faith. And so. um, So what I hear is you took a pause on dating and and instead of. Hmm being upset about it instead of being frustrated this was an opportunity for you to get filled on god's word in an area where you felt like you were empty or maybe needing more of needing some substance and so shout out to david man come on yeah so that was wisdom that was given to me and so yeah I, and i took it seriously so I, I i pushed pause on the dating and so you know, at the time, you know how you are. You're young, on fire for God. You're like, man, the next woman I meet, God, send me a wife. I don't want to play no games. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. I'm for real. I'm trying to keep it kingdom. Let's go. So uh, all that to say that, yes, Bree and I start talking. We, we move on to start dating. And um, man, pretty quick, I know, like, okay, this is, this is it. Uh, incredible woman, beautiful woman, ministry minded, loves Jesus, loved Jesus before I met her mm. and was growing in her faith. Um, and so anyhow, we meet, we date, we marry 2014. Let's go. And so um, we don't know anything about, obviously, we are newlyweds trying to figure this thing out. And uh, it's beautiful, though. It's beautiful because we come into it really honest about our past, really honest about everything. I mean, everything's on the table. Before we get married, Sly, we have, um, we have mentors who, who counsel us, mm. who pour into us, and uh, who walk with us. And here's an amazing part. If they didn't just walk with us up until we got married, they are in our life still. They pour into us still. Wow. So when we have a huge disagreement, the same couple that counseled us, uh, you know, 2013 is the same couple we, we, we have access to who counsels us today. And That's so, so which is a, just an amazing point. I just want to get that in there. Um, but yeah, 2014, we marry. And uh, here we are now, man. It'll be 10 years in, in January Let's go. Of, of marriage. And then along Congrats. the way. Thank you. Thank you. Along the way, um, oh, let me say this. Do you want me to? Do you want me to say? You know, what I'm saying whatever, bro. Whatever. whatever All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we get married in 2014. Shortly after our wedding, this is important. Shortly after our wedding, um, I get on Facebook and I see that my high school principal, Debbie Maxie, is in Africa, and I'm like, what is my Oh, her husband, he does mission work in Africa. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, wow, she's in Africa with her husband. So I comment on her post or I either like it or I comment on, comment on it and it gets her attention. And she says, DJ, we are actually going to Africa uh, in a few you know, months. I would love for you and Bree to come to Africa with us. Now, we're newlyweds at the time, bro, right? Like, we got no money. We got nothing. Nada. 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 Zero. Zero. <laughs> we got nothing but vacation time. That's all I had. To I, got, I got a couple weeks of vacation, but I ain't got about anything else. And so, anyhow, her husband, Ronnie Maxie, and my principal, Miss Debbie, they say, hey, we just believe and we feel y'all are supposed to come to Zambia with us. Hmm. And so God provides for us, man. Bree and I go to Zambia, Africa. By the way, let me just say this too. We had never, I hadn't been out the country. We hadn't left the country. We, I mean, we are Texans, man. Like we grew up in East Texas. Had y'all been out the state? We'd been out the state. Okay. But like barely, you know what I'm saying? Mm. If you consider Louisiana and stuff like that out the state. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's out the state, state. <laughs> but like we hadn't gone anywhere. Okay. And so, man, here we are all of a sudden. Going to Zambia, Africa. And I got to be honest with you, I don't know if I'd ever heard of Zambia, Africa before 
that time. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Most probably haven't. Yeah, yeah, most probably haven't. And so anyhow, she uh, she provides this opportunity for us to go. Sly, we go. And when we go, man, we are not at all prepared for what we are about to experience. We go to Zambia and we are able to go throughout a village. So we're talking about a very rural part in, in this area called Pereoke. So we go through this rural part and, and Bri and I are able to, we're able to sing and we do worship and we start trying to learn the language and we start singing songs in their language. And uh, the, the premise of the trip and the goal of the trip was to provide school supplies and resources for these schools in Zambia. I think at the time it was like eight schools that, that we were going to provide resources for through a ministry called Jericho Roads. Shout out Jericho Roads. And so we go, we do this, not just school supplies, but also discipleship supplies. Mm. So they are one of those ministries that are both in. They were given Jesus and my high school principal kind of led the charge of, hey, we're going to also give them some school items and things they're going to need to enhance their education. Love right. It. Yeah. Both in. Yeah. So we go, we do this and our lives are we're blown away. We just are like, what in the world is this? And we leave and come back to the States, newly married, newlywed, broke, but feeling like, yo, there is something that's supposed to like keep happening in Zambia. We meet all these amazing people. We meet some local leaders, local preachers. And there's one particular gentleman, gentleman named Godric, who he and I become really close. So as I come back, we're, you know, you know, using uh, instant messenger on Facebook. We're talking all the time. He's keeping me up to date on his life, his family. I'm doing the same here. And so we developed this close bond. And so one day, Bree and I decide, hey, we're going to start sending like, you know, a few dollars, $20, $30, $40, $50 here and there to Godric just to support him because he's this amazing man we've met. So we start doing that. As we're sending him the money, it blows my mind, slide that he doesn't just take the money and just use it for him and his family. He takes the money, the $50, which is nothing here, and he starts to feed kids at these schools. With 50 bucks? With, well, because again, 50 US dollars can, can, can do some things in Zambia. He can buy some, some Shima. Let's call it Shima. It's kind of a, uh, it's like a, a corn type. Think of grits. Okay. All right. So he buys bag, big bags of Shima, 50 kg bags of Shima. So anyhow, he starts buying this stuff and he starts feeding these kids. Bri and I see this and we are even more blown away. We're just like, what in the world is this? All the while, Debbie and Ronnie are doing the same thing. They're sending money here and there. And I got to just say this about them. Two of the most generous people I've ever met in my entire life. Mm. Truly. So they're sending money. They're doing things there. We're sending money. We're seeing, you know, $50, small amount of money making a huge impact. And so we begin to do that from 2014 when we get back all the way up to about 2017. So for three years, we're sending money. And uh, 2017, Bree and I go into the studio and we decide we're going to record an album. But our mindset is, hey, we will be able to use this album and use this money to generate money so that, uh, or excuse me, use the album to generate money so that we can send to, to Zambia. Right. So we go, we do the album, we put on a couple concerts and from that money, we're able to raise four thousand. Excuse me. From the concert, we raised four thousand dollars. Right. So we're able to we're able to like, yeah. So we throw a concert 4K. We're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. So with that 4K, we send we send it to Africa. We also along the way met some missionaries in the Philippines who are fighting sex trafficking. And so we, you know, it's, we are very, very, very clear and we send this money off and to the, to the, to the people in Zambia, Godric is able to take that money, bro. And he buys school uniforms and shoes for over 150 kids. So we're talking kids that's walking around, you know, some of them with no shoes going to school, Mm. you know, some of them, I mean, dirty clothes, needing uniforms. He's able to buy more than 150 uniforms 
and he's able to buy them school supplies. Wow. And, I, and I, I got pictures, I got receipts, I can show y'all and see that if you, if you want to see that. But so sure. again, we are just like, man, God, mm. what are you doing? This fire and passion is starting right. to grow and grow and grow. And so we do that 2018. Um, we continue sending just a small support 2019. Everybody knows end of 2019, 2020, mm-hmm. COVID happens, right? COVID happens, the world shuts down, things go crazy. That following year, excuse me, end of end of 2020, end of 2020, I believe it's end of 2020. I'm trying to keep it straight in my head. No, excuse me, end of 2021. Ronnie passes away. So Ronnie, who who initially took us on the trip, he passes away. During that time, I get a call from his wife, Debbie. Debbie says, DJ, it's time to go back. Let's go to let's go, let's go to Zambia. So we decide, all right, we're gonna go to Zambia. We go back to Zambia. And once we go this time, Sly, this is when we knew, okay. We are about God is God has been doing everything that's happened up until mm-hmm. this point is is kind of led us to here. We are going to establish a nonprofit. We we know this is what we're called to do. So we're about to run full speed with this. So we go. We uh, see schools that have roofs. The, the roofs have been blown off because again. Just to give a little bit more context, in the particular area we're working in, um, there's not a lot of government resources. So if the school is, if there's no roof, then there's just no roof. If there's no feeding taking place at the school, then there's just no feeding. The kids got to figure out what they're going to eat, right? So we see this. We decide immediately once we come back from this trip, we're going to provide a roof for that school. Let's go. So we do that. We provide uh, a roof for the school, which was like, you know, it was so much cheaper than you would think it would, it would cost here. And so we're able to tell people what we're doing, raise support. We're able to put a roof on the school. It blows the people's minds in Zambia. They're blown away. They're like, wait, hold on. These Americans came out of almost nowhere. How did they find us? How did, how is it that we're working here? And we're sitting there telling them like, yo, this is all a God thing. I, I could have never imagined being being in Zambia and this thing happening. So anyhow, um, here we are now. We've put a roof on the school. The community is overjoyed. They are blown away. We here in the States are, are, are thinking, okay, God, this is step one, but we know you've got bigger and greater in store for us. Mm-hmm. So we begin to plan and pray about, okay, well, what, what is God calling us to do next? There's another school that needs another roof. So we put a second roof on on a, on a school building, mm. and again in that particular area as well, incredible response, incredible impact. These young men, young women, uh, are just blown away, and all the all the while, excuse me, all the while, we're telling them, man, this is Jesus doing this. Yeah. Like Jesus Let's is go. why this is happening. Keeping it. Kingdom. Keep keeping Pointing it back kingdom. To Jesus. Let's go. We're keeping this kingdom. Yeah. And so here, here's what happens after that. We put two roofs on schools and it's in the same area. The, the mayor and the chief catches wind of what's happening. So the mayor and the chief are like, hold on, man. Like you're telling us these Americans are coming from the outside and what's happening? And what are they doing? They're putting roofs on schools. They're coming over. They're singing about Jesus. They're, they're bringing bags upon bags of school supplies and resources for our teachers to enhance the education of these Zambian students. And so at that point, we are, we are given land in Zambia. So, Brother, wait, I don't wait, own wait, any wait, land wait, in the wait, United wait, States. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. He gave you what? Land, bro. Okay. All right. Talk about keeping the kingdom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, bro. Come on, bro. Yeah. Mm. So we get this land. Mm. And again, as this is unfolding, we know, hey, we need to make sure (laughs) we do the paperwork. We need to we need to uh, go ahead and register as a as, as a nonprofit in the U.S. 
and in Zambia because now we are excited. Now mm-hmm. we are like, whoa, God is blowing our minds. Wow. And so we start that process. We begin to, to, to register here and there to make sure all bases are covered. And again, up until this point, man, we're just giving out of our pocket and that kind of thing. But now we know, hey, God is organizing and wanting us to do something bigger with this. This is a this is a whole ministry. This yeah. is a nonprofit. Yeah. So let's let's do it the right way. Let's do it, you know, in order. And so now we've got this land, and um, on this land we ended up going back to Zambia. Now we're talking the year twenty twenty two. We're twenty twenty two now. So all okay. this is twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty two. We're given this land. We go back to Zambia in April of 22. And as we go, remember, Debbie was my high school principal. Mm -hmm. So now there's this dream and this vision of, man, the students in this particular village, they need their own school. Many of them were having to cross a river to get to a school. Because of where the location is, we thought, hey, well, the land has been donated to us. We can we can cross the river and build them a school. So on, they don't have to cross over. So they don't have to cross to come and walk the other way. Because I would imagine if it rains, whether oh, it's man. bad, they, they're walking through. Bro, the- yes. I mean, we're talking a uh, we're talking a pretty pretty high river, right? Like we're talking it it it, it gets it gets so mean. And so we uh we do that. We say, hey, we're gonna plan. We're going to build a school from the ground up. Hmm. So 2022 slide, that's what we do. We build a school from the ground up in Zambia, Africa, on land that is donated to us. Wow. So that these two, three hundred students no longer have to cross a river. But they have a school in their community, a beautiful school. Another thing we notice is, you know, most of the most of the students here, they they sit on the ground. They're used to sitting on the ground, sitting on a single brick. Many of these little boys and little girls, they, you know, for a chair, for a chair. Like they just sit on a single brick. And so, again, we decide we've got to do something about that. So we, we then strategize, we pray and we provide a hundred desks. For these students. Mm. And again, this is, we are just kind of, you know, doing this and praying through this and looking at this, all pinching ourselves like, man, we can't believe we get to be a part of this. That God is doing this through, you know, through this ministry. Right, right. You know, and so we do that sly. And again, all the while as we're doing this, man, more and more, um, City and local officials are are taking note, and so now we meet with two. We meet with multiple chiefs, like multiple chiefs in the area. Like, hey, man, we just want to meet you and talk with you. And so we we begin to do that. We you know build a relationship with the mayor and and um, other local officials and things like that. And so it, it it becomes a situation where man, Godlink has a good reputation because most people are you know, I don't know, maybe not as generous with no ulterior motive. Mm. I mean, we show up and we tell them from the gate, like we're here because God sent us here. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all went there and you actually did what you said you were going to do without the agenda of let's make it about us. Let's make it about us. Well, let's, let's try to make the news. Let's, let's, because I can tell you, until I met you, I didn't know anything about Gotlink, right? Yeah. But then I've seen some pictures, and I was like, "Man, I, I got to hear, I got to hear more, and more people need to hear." Not again, to boost you or to boost. It's Miss Debbie. Debbie. Miss Debbie. It, it's it's to share the story and give God the glory by yeah. keeping the kingdom. Period. And so, man, I've seen some of the amazing work y'all have been doing, bro. And it is mind blowing. Yeah. And the fact that y'all are keeping a kingdom by staying humble, mm-hmm. but also fulfilling what God has put on y'all's heart without an agenda yeah. is absolutely beautiful, man. And so, yeah. man, I'm grateful just to hear what God link is doing. So let's, let's do this. How can, how can people get involved? What are ways mm-hmm. they can get involved? How can they support God link? And then, 
after you say that, we're going to transition into some stuff we've seen, we've seen together yeah. happen in the community. So tell us, like, tell for those that may see this, how can, what are ways they can support GodLink and how can they get involved? Yeah, absolutely. So you can support us by going to GodLink.org. Um, it's our website. You can check out um, a lot of what I'm talking about here. There are a lot of photos to show you what we're doing. Um, you can join us. We have a upcoming trip, November the 10th through the 18th, $1,600. That's everything. $1,600 is everything. Plane ticket, meals, hotel, everything. Come with us. Come be a part of what we're doing because on that land that was donated to us, we are now, um, we're growing crops. So we're growing corn. We're growing sunflower. We're growing cow peas. We're building our own storage building so that we have our own storehouse so that we're able to no longer have to buy food, but we're teaching the community how to grow their own food. Man, we, talk we bought about four discipleship, bro. Yeah. yeah, we just bought four cows, man. We bought four oxen like two weeks ago. So y'all are not only supporting them. We're empowering. Y'all are empowering them. Oh, that's what we're about. We're, we're not. Oh, that's awesome. We tell them all the time. We say all the time. We are not here to provide a handout. We're here to provide a hand up. Let's go. And so I'm going to squeeze this in, and then we're going to transition. Um so along the way as well, Sly, we've now adopted eight orphans. So we have eight orphans that we provide everything for, such as we, we make sure their enrollment for school. We make sure they have all their school supplies. We make sure that they eat and they are taken care of. Um, and so God is expanding what we do. He's, he's allowing us to, again, not just be a blessing to uh, provide a handout, but right. like, hey, let's empower you to be, be uh self-sufficient, self-sustaining mm -hmm. for yourself. And so there's a, there's a few different projects that we're doing to, to make sure that happens. Because again, that's what we believe God has called us to do. Love it, man. Love so yeah, it. Love you can it. follow us on social media as well at GodLinkZambia underscore on, on Instagram. And then you can hit our, our website at GodLink.org. Man, that's so awesome. Yeah. Man, and your heart, bro, your heart for people is awesome. And I got to see that via FCA. Um, so sh share with, share with the viewers. Those that'll see this and listen to this, kind of your role at the church you're at, yeah. Um, and 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 let's talk about the impact you've seen um, via FCA, um, mm -hmm. and then yeah, we'll, we'll close it out with that. But I, I definitely want people to know um, where you're at, church you're serving at, what capacity, and just the the impact you've seen. Um, in the community via just some of the things FCA, the doors FCA has opened up for, for the ministry you're in. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So I'm at Rush Creek Church and I serve as the student pastor at the Green Oaks campus. And uh, man, I have the best job in the world. I tell my students that every week, like I have the best job in the world. So I love student ministry. As you heard in my story, David Nelson hit me when I was a student. Come on. And so God is been kind to me to allow me to be in a role like his where I'm able to invest into the next generation. So, yep, serve as a student pastor. Love that. Rush Creek Church. I, I, I show up here, my wife and I, about three years ago um, in Arlington area. And as we do, we immediately are connected with this gentleman named Sly. Uh, and, man, I, I, I noticed just pretty quickly, like, man, this, this cat cool. This a cool cat right here, man. And so... <laughs> We find out that Sly and 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 Ken Butler, shout out Ken, are uh, man are doing huge things and they and they have access into the you know in the schools and so showing up here and I'm think I'm thinking to myself, the city is not going to be like where I come from. Where mm. I come from, they let you in the school. You know, yeah. it was you know, bring Jesus. We yeah. we want Jesus. When I show up here, I'm thinking, oh man, you got to kind of go in through the back door or I don't know how I'm going to get access. But I show up and Sly and Ken are already having a huge impact in the lives of students. And these students, a lot of them don't even go to their churches. But y'all are showing up week in, week out, uh, pouring into them, giving them God's word. And so I, I first my first opportunity was at Summit to come and check Sly out as he's, as he's sharing the gospel. And man, he is breaking it down. He's speaking their language. They are feeling it. And I'm like, man, this is unlike anything I've seen like this before in a school on a weekday. At we ain't talking about locker room stuff. We're we talking about 1030, bro. 1030 in the morning. Hundreds of kids are showing up because they are hungry for Jesus. Like they want to hear what does this guy have to say? So we see that our students are, are even in the room. I'm looking around the room like, hold on. 
That's Britney over there. And Britney is faithful. Britney is, you know, coming back and, and telling me even on Wednesday nights how much she's enjoying the ministry of mm. FCA. So I go from just seeing this at one school summit to seeing it at multiple schools and seeing the impact that uh, Sly and Ken are having. And, and one of the things that I really loved about it or love about it is seeing that nothing, nothing about it was competitive. You know, here you have all of these student pastors from different churches right. who genuinely just want to use the gifts God has given them to be a blessing to a high school young man or young woman yeah. with the truth of who God is. And so, um, that was new to me, Sly. Mm. Like for real. Like when uh -huh. I show up and I see that, I'm like, hold on, man. Somebody in here got to be trying to scoop up everybody. Right. But like seeing just the genuine hearts of, of, of so many local youth pastors and ministers has been something that has uh, has caused me to want to say, hey, I want to be a part of this. That's my reaction. And so, man, I love CF FCA. I love what they're doing. I love the, the fact that um, our community is seeing your impact and people are rallying around your work. So, Bro, God has been so good, man. Like, like when you came, you know, the amazing part is those students in that, in that school, we'll just, we'll just use Summit as an example. They got to see white pastors, Hispanic pastors, black pastors, female pastors. I mean, like you, yeah. you name it, bro. Yeah. Like it, it, there was no, like you said, there was no just one. Like we've all come here to glorify God yeah. and we're going to do it as, as a unity mm -hmm. and we're going to keep it kingdom. Yeah. And man, I'm just excited, man. We got this event coming up, bro. It's going to be it's going to be out of this world. Can we say that or we got to hold on to that? No, no, we can say that. So, it's this event called Fills the Faith, man. Yeah, bro. Ah. Yeah, bro. Yes, 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 yes. We got Mr. Brandon Freeman going to be our speaker. Yeah. For that night, we're going to have some food. Uh we're going to have some worship. Uh man, and, and all of the local youth groups yeah are going to come together as one. There's going to be hundreds mm -hmm. and hundreds of students that will come that day, October the 11th, um, to hear the gospel, to worship together. One day, one one message, one stand. Yeah. And that's to keep it kingdom. And so, man, I'm excited about that. I know Rush Creek's going to be there. We got quite a few other uh, churches that's going to be there. Man, it's going to be awesome. Bro, man, I just want to thank you for um, for this time. This this can't be the the last time I got to have you back on and because uh, there's so much more. Yeah, so much bro. more that we got to unpack that, that that we've seen. And so, bro, I just, I'm, I'm grateful for you and your wife and your family uh, and just for the ministry that you uh, are doing over in Zambia with Godlink. Man, if you see this, go support. Like, it, it is the, the pictures. Go look at the pictures. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Um, yeah. And so, bro, I just I thank you again for, for coming, sharing your testimony and allowing people to, to get inside of your story um, as we keep it kingdom by giving God the glory. And so, hey, until next time, um, Love you guys. We're we are gonna be back here again with another episode, some more great guests. Um, and if you didn't hear me in the beginning, if you jumped in late, just remember keeping the kingdom is not just a saying, it's a lifestyle. So we love you until next time. Peace. <laughs>